It's time for a Swedish Fika with some Swedish fun facts with your host, Pixel Pia. Welcome to Swedish Fika, the podcast where I take a closer look at Sweden and Swedes. In today's episode, I will talk about one of my favorite Swedish author, Astrid Lindgren. Sunday, November 14th, 1907, in Vimmerby, Småland, Sweden. A girl was born by the name Astrid Eriksson. She would grow up to be known as Astrid Lindgren, one of Sweden's most beloved author of children's books. And to celebrate her upcoming birthday, I wanted to dedicate this episode to her. As I said, she was born November 14, 1907, on the farm Näs in Vimmerby, Småland, Sweden. She passed away on the 28th of January 2002 at an age of 95 in Stockholm, Sweden. She herself described her childhood as a very happy time filled with security and freedom. At an early age, she found the love of books and reading, as she and her brother spent time in their friend Edith's house, where they often sat on the floor in the kitchen and reading books. This kitchen, this kitchen is also said to be the model of many of the kitchens she described later on in her own books. And this is a quote from Astrid, where she describes how she felt while reading as a kid. It was something that engaged your entire being, all your senses, sight, smell and touch, more intense than any other event in your whole existence as a child. A new book was something almost unbearably wonderful. End quote. After graduating from school, Astrid was employed by the Vimmerby newspaper at the age of 16. She proofread, wrote tiny notices, and short reports. While working at the newspaper, she had an affair with the editor-in-chief, Reinhold Bloomberg, who was married at the time. This led to her becoming pregnant at the age of 19 in 1926, which was a scandal at the time, being pregnant and unmarried. The rumors around Vimmerby about the scandal led to Astrid leaving her home and moving to Stockholm. She gave birth to her son Lasse in December 1926 after traveling to Copenhagen in Denmark where she stayed with a family who would later on take care of Lasse as she moved back to Stockholm and he would stay with the family until she was ready to bring him home. After returning to Stockholm, she went back to school and became a secretary. 
and in 1928, Astrid Lindgren got a job at the Royal Academy Club, K-A-K in Swedish. Her boss at the time, Sture Lindgren, would later become her husband. In 1929, Astrid had to bring Lasse back to Stockholm since the woman he had been living with got sick. This was a devastating experience for Lasse and Astrid since Lasse saw that woman as his family. Astrid has later said that it was this experience and Lasse's many tears when he realized that he wasn't going back to Copenhagen that probably was the reason for her being so quick to take the side of a child in any circumstance. After Lasse got sick with whooping cough, he moved to his grandparents in Vimmerby and lived there until Astrid married Sture Lindgren in 1931, when he moved back to Stockholm and even took the last name Lindgren. At this point, Astrid stopped working and became a homemaker. And in 1934, she got her second child, Karin. In 1941, Karin became sick. And to comfort her, Astrid started to tell her stories about Pippi Longstocking, Pippi Longstrup. These stories that she came up with would eventually become her very first chapter book. Astrid Lindgren have written 34 children's chapter books and 41 picture books. Her books have sold 165 million copies all over the world and have been translated to more than 100 languages. Many of them have become movies and theater plays. In 1944, she won second prize in a competition by Raben and Sjögren a Swedish publishing house, with her novel Britt-Marie Lättar sitt hjärta. Britt-Marie unburdened her heart, and the year after that she won first prize in the same competition with her first chapter book, Pippi Longstrump, or as you know her, Pippi Longstocking. Interesting to know about Pippi Longstocking is that she first submitted this manuscript to another publishing company, Bonniers, and they rejected it. Later on, she let her editor to become Elsa Olenius at Robin and Sjögren read her script, and after a few suggestions, she rewrote it and submitted it to the competition where she won first prize. This also led to her being employed by Robin and Sjögren, as responsible for the children's literature department. Now she was both a writer and an editor at the company. From this moment on, she was one of the most appreciated authors in Sweden. Even though there has been criticism and critique of her books and her main characters, she has won a series of national and international prizes for her books. With this huge amount of books and characters, it's almost impossible to pick some favorites. But I will try. You have probably heard of Pippi Longstocking 
or as we say in Sweden, Pippi Longstrump. This strangely dressed girl living by herself with her horse and her monkey and a suitcase full of gold. And she is so strong that she can lift her horse. A definite favorite of mine. Pippi is humorous and rebellious. But some of the books about Pippi Longstocking has been criticized in later days for racist content. Another favorite is Emily Lönneberga, or as it's called in English, Emil in the Soup Terrain from 1963. Another non-conforming child who wanted to do what was right, but always ended up in doing something he shouldn't, and was punished by being locked up in the carpenter's shop at the farm, where he sat and carved his wooden people. But maybe my three most favorite books by Astrid Lindgren all fall more within the folklore and fantasy genre. And they are Mio Mi Mio from 1954 or Mio My Son, as it's called in English. Bröderna Lejonhjärta from 1973, which is The Brothers Lionheart. And Ronja Rövardotter from 1981. Ronja, the robber's daughter. These are books that tap into feelings and hardship about growing up and accepting difficulties and of empowerment. Especially The Brothers Lionheart is very close to my heart. This is a book that depicts the fight between good and evil. It's a book about courage and fear and love and death. The opening words in this book will always take me back to my years as a teacher, where I used to read this aloud for my students at least once a year. And the anticipation from students and the joy of sharing this book. So let me read to you the opening lines of The Brother's Lionheart. Now I'm gonna tell you about my brother. My brother, Jonathan Lionheart, is the person I want to tell you about. I think it's almost like a saga, and just a little like a ghost story. And yet every word is true, though Jonathan and I are probably the only people who know that. Jonathan's name wasn't Lionheart from the start. His last name was Lion, just like mother's and mine. Jonathan Lion was his name. My name is Carl Lion and mother's is Sigrid Lion. Father was Axel Lion, but he went to sea and we never heard from him since. But what I was going to tell you was how it came about that my brother Jonathan became Jonathan Lionheart and all the strange things that happened after that. Throughout her life, Astrid constantly opposed injustice and oppression. Her engagement in children's rights issues was formed early on, and an unbroken and consistent thread through her books and her entire work is the fight for every child's right to be loved 
and safe. To memorate what would have been Astrid's 100th birthday in 2007, a collection was started to build an Astrid Lindgren Children's Village, together with SOS Children's Villages. In 2009, her children's village was completed. 120 children have been given a new family, and the school and nursery provide education to hundreds of children. Of course, she has been recognized for her work during her life, and she has been awarded more than, as I said, a hundred prizes worldwide. Among the, those are 1971, the Swedish Academy's Grand Gold Medal, 1978, German Booksellers' Peace Prize. In 1986, Swedish Council of America names Astrid Lindgren the Swede of the Year, and of course, some awards in her name have been created, the biggest being an international award created by the Swedish government in 2002, the Astrid Lindgren Memorial Award, a literary prize in memory of Astrid Lindgren that is handed out annually, and the prize is worth 5 million Swedish crowns, which makes it the world's largest international prize for children's and young adult literature. And then we have the Astrid Lindgren Prize that was set up in her honor on her 60th birthday in 1967. The prize is awarded annually for significant authorship in children's and youth literature. And in 2015, Astrid Lindgren and Pippi Longstocking adorned the new Swedish 20 crown banknote. But Astrid Lindgren also became one of the country's most important opinion makers, and she was part of the political debate in the late 70s and 80s in Sweden, both when it comes to taxation policies and the nuclear power referendum. In 1976, Astrid Lindgren jumped straight into public political debate. She wrote a big spread article for debate in the form of a fairy tale, to which she gave the name Pomperipossa in Monismania. The article was a blistering attack on the social democratic government and its taxation policies. And in 1980, it was time for the next big controversial political issue, the Swedish nuclear power referendum. Astrid Lindgren was deeply involved in the issue and became one of the most famous proponents of what was called Option 3, the proposal that sought to cease using nuclear power, close the power stations, and ban uranium mining. Her words played a significant role in taking down a government, and she influenced several Swedish laws, both directly and indirectly. For example, for her 80th birthday present, she was given a brand new animal rights law, which 
is sometimes referred to as Lex Lindgren. And now let me just share some fun facts about Astrid and her work. On the 1st of September 1978, the Crimean Astrophysical Observatory discovered an asteroid. And in 1996, this asteroid was named by the Russian Academy of Science as 3204 Lindgren, or the asteroid Lindgren. And I have heard that her reaction to that was to say, you can now call me Asteroid Lindgren. In 1995, the first Swedish satellite is launched, and it is named Astrid 1, after Astrid Lindgren. On board are three musical instruments, and they are named Pippi, Mio, and Emil. As always, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you haven't had the pleasure of reading anything from Astrid Lindgren, I hope this one might inspire you too. Astrid Lindgren's book are children's book written for kids and adults alike. I hope to see you back next week when I will take a look at Swede's presence in the U.S., in a historical perspective. Until then, as we say in Sweden, hey då! You can keep up with everything from A Swedish Fika on aswedishfika.com or on Facebook or Instagram as A Swedish Fika. And you can reach Pixelpia at pixelpia at aswedishfika.com. Pixelpia.